Welcome to episode number 211 of the Lions Podcast. My name is Matt Brown. Joined each and every week by Steven Andrus, and we do have a very special pod this week. It is Kentucky Derby Week, so we're going to give you the top, the bottom, and everything in between when it comes to the Kentucky Derby here in 2022. Everything we do, absolutely free as always, so go ahead. If you're listening to us audio only, subscribe, rate, review. If you're watching us on the YouTube Go ahead, hit that subscribe button. We really do appreciate it. At Stephen Andrus one at Matt Brown M two over on the Twitter machine. So Stephen, let's start things out here with just a quick little one hundred and one. If nobody's bet the uh, horse racing before, specifically the Kentucky Derby, they're going to give it a whirl this first time, and they're going to go to the odds window or go to their app of choice, and they're going to see some things that maybe look a little bit different than what they have for the basketball playoffs they've been betting or the NFL that they just got done betting here. Because we're not talking about fixed odds, which is something that we are used to in the traditional sports betting. So guys, when I say fixed odds, you know, the bet that you've placed over in the NFL translates over to what is on your ticket and what you have in your account, no matter what. But Stephen, that's not how it works in horse racing. Absolutely. Your odds do not lock in until the gate opens and the race begins. So people will literally be rushing to get some bets in seconds before the race begins. And it's not until you hear that that bell ring and the and the race begins where your odds are locked in. So most a lot of the money, especially when we're talking about a race with more than 100,000 people in attendance, a lot of the money will come in in the 30 minutes or less prior to the race from Churchill Downs. And that could have massive odds fluctuations. So that's the first thing to remember. And the second is if you do most of your sports betting with an app on your phone, a lot of these apps do not have horse racing in the traditional sense on them. They may have a fixed odds market to just bet on a winner of a race if it's legal in that state. Uh, most of them it's not. So, for example, one of our partners, uh, BetMGM and FanDuel, they will navigate you over to their sister horse racing site. Long story short, you can just go to any of the million Kentucky Derby posts that we have at thelines.com. You'll see a button to go to TVG. You can sign up, bet on the Kentucky Derby. And by using that link, you're going to get up to a $200 risk-free bet on picking a winner for the Derby as well. And with betting over at TVG, you're basically getting at home the same experience you would get at the track, which is what we're trying to mimic for you as closely as humanly possible. So that is something. But again, you know, if you go and you bet on the horse and you see at the time that it's 22 to one, just know, depending on how much money gets put into this pool, it's paramutual betting. Everyone around the country is betting into the same pool. No matter how much money gets, however much money gets put in there, that 22 to one could get longer. Your guy might end up being 27 to one, or it could end up getting shorter. Your guy could end up being 17 to one or whatever it is by the time that the race actually goes off. So just understand that unlike whenever we race to get the best number at the NFL game or race to get the best number in the NBA game, it doesn't matter when you place the bet. The only thing that matters is the number at the time of, as Steven said, when you hear that bell and these guys take off out of the post. And so just don't get confused whenever you look at your ticket and it doesn't show you the payout like it does on any other bet because they don't know what your payout is going to be. And uh, we'll have to get that figured out as well whenever the race is over. Now, Steven, 
what are some of the very most common ways just to bet the Kentucky Derby? I know there's tons of different ways you can bet just the day overall in general out there uh, at Churchill Downs. But let's just talk about just the Kentucky Derby in general. What are the most common ways people are going to bet this race? Sure. The most popular ways are a win bet, a place bet, and a show bet, which generally just means you're betting on the horse to win to either come in first place, come in second place, or come in, in third place. And to clarify that, if you place a place bet, they can come in the top two and you'll win that bet. If you place a show bet, they can finish in the top three and they can win that bet. Um, beyond that, there are bets called exotics. And the most, the two most popular are the exacta and the trifecta, where you are betting on the exact order of finish of the, the top two horses in an exacta and the exact order of finish of the top three horses in a trifecta. And if you can pick and choose which horses you want in each position for first place, for second place and third place, and the more horses you add, the more expensive your ticket's going to be. Uh, or you can do the more simplified method and just box it. Like if you go to the lottery and you're doing a pick three and you box your numbers, it does, doesn't matter what order they come in. As long as it's those numbers, uh, you're going to win your ticket. The same thing applies to an exact and a trifecta. If I box the four, six, and eight horse and the race finishes six, eight, four, I still win that bet. So those are the two most popular. And then the real long shot in the Kentucky Derby, the huge moneymaker, the, the one that we have seen six figure payouts with a couple long shots that have come in over the years is the Superfecta. Same concept as the exacta and the trifecta, except in this case, you're trying to pick the top four horses in order of finish. <laughs> It sounds easy, guys. It is not. I can assure you it is not. And so, uh, yeah, so, you know, I would recommend for most people out there to stick to to one of those bets. Stephen just talked about whenever you go to the window again, very self-explanatory win is for the horse to win place for the horse to finish in the top two show for the horse to finish in the top three. And then the exacta trifecta and superfecta being the exact order of the first two finishers, first three finishers, first four finishers. And as, as Steven mentioned, the easiest way to do that is just to box the numbers whenever you go up there. And um, that way you don't have to worry about every single horse being exact same order. You just have a, a, a pool of horses. And as long as that pool of horses finishes, then you're going to uh, you're going to get paid out. I guess the only thing, Stephen, uh, an insider trick is. The the superfecta boxes can get expensive quickly, so oh, just yeah. understand, yeah. So just understand that uh, those can get because you're getting every single combination of those four horses, and so as you can imagine, it can get expensive pretty quickly. So just know that as you head to the window. I think the uh, the sharpest way that you know people that bet on horse racing a lot can make a a solid superfecta ticket without it costing an arm and a leg is the $1 superfecta ticket where you pick your four horses, but you only have two horses in the first and second place and then two horses in the third and fourth place. So if you pick the top two in any order and you pick the third and fourth place horses in any order, that ticket only costs you $4. So that's a nice cheap way to take a shot um, and have a little bit of, 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 change in order potentially mm -hmm. if you do have the top four horses pegged correctly 
So let's talk about just the Kentucky Derby in general here. Some of your handicapping thoughts and strategies, because it is a big field. That's the one thing about the Kentucky Derby. You'll notice as we progress throughout the season, the fields get smaller in the in the uh, Triple Crown field will get smaller. But the Kentucky Derby, always a massive field. So how do you start kind of handicapping this thing and, and getting your your pool together? Well, first of all, it is the ultimate test in handicapping a horse race in North American horse racing. You will not see a horse race anywhere on the calendar this year on this continent with 20 horses in it. This is also a big test because this is the first time any of these horses have run this long of a distance. The Kentucky Derby is one and one quarter mile. The most any of these horses has run has either been one and one eighth mile for the majority of the field. And there's a, you know, two or three horses that have run one and three sixteenths of a mile if they ran in the Louisiana Derby or overseas in the uh, UAE Derby in the Middle East. So the fact that none of these horses have run this distance is a huge challenge to handicap on who's going to be running fastest at the end of this race. So there are three major tenets in how I try and find a derby winner out of a field of 20 horses. The first is looking at buyer speed figures. The easiest way to explain what that is, is it's a number or a metric that we use in horse racing to very easily compare horses across different tracks who raced on different days. So I can look at a buyer speed figure of the winner of the Louisiana Derby, and I can look at a buyer speed figure of the winner of the Santa Anita Derby. And that'll basically tell me who ran stronger, even though they ran in different races. So if you look historically at buyer speed figures, 27 of the last 30 Kentucky Derby winners, so 90%, have entered the race with a career best buyer speed figure of at least 95. And that number is actually 28 out of 30 if we include maximum security in 2019, who crossed the finish line first but was disqualified for partially impeding the path of another horse. So it's a pretty strong trend there in horse racing. And generally, I hate trends, but we are talking about this particular concept in horse racing and the fact that none of these horses have run this distance. So we want horses who have a strong foundation coming into this race to run the longest race of their lives. So that's the first step I have is I eliminate horses that don't have at least a 95 buyer speed figure in their career. The second is to look at similar to buyer speed figures is a metric called brisnet speed figures since 2018 of the past 22 kentucky derby winners so about 82 percent had a brisnet speed rating of at least 100 prior to the race so same concept as buyer the number scale is slightly different but that mark of at least a 100 brisnet is what we're looking for and that number again would be actually be 19 out of the past 22 so 86 percent if we included maximum security who was disqualified in 2019. So when you look at that you can eliminate some other horses as well. Just with those two steps I've already eliminated all but six horses from this field to find some strong candidates who I think can win this race. Now the last step is twofold really. We need to look at the international horses. So Crown Pride and Summer is Tomorrow both ran their career races overseas where there are no Brisnet or buyer speed figures. So what do we do with them? Well, they ran in the UAE Derby, which was one and three sixteenths of a mile. 
The winning time was 159.76 seconds. Well, the Louisiana Derby was run at the same exact distance. And Epicenter ran that race and won it in 154.38. So the fact that we had a five-second difference at the same distance between the winners of two races tells us that Crown Pride and Summer is Tomorrow, even without the buyer and the Brisnet, are running significantly slower and really shouldn't be considered as potential winners of the Kentucky Derby. And you'll find that sometimes you have rich owners of these horses that just want to come over to Kentucky and have the experience and the spectacle of running in the Kentucky Derby. My final step of handicapping and getting a short list of contenders is to look at what's called the final fractions theory. What this does is it looks at how fast each of the horses ran in their final prep race for the last furlong, which is an eighth of a mile, or the last three furlongs, which is three eighths of a mile. With this theory, we're looking to see if the horse ran faster than 13 seconds in the final furlong or faster than 38 seconds in the final three furlongs, either or. If they did both, even better. 27 of the past 31 Kentucky Derby winners, so 87%, met one of these two criteria. Here's the problem, Matt. This is a very strong Kentucky Derby field. I told you I shortlisted six horses before I got to the final fractions theory. Mm -hmm. All six of them met the final fractions theory as well. So now we got now we have to get down to a little tougher situation here and figure out, you know, really splitting hairs to, to see who we like. So those six horses that I'm considering on a win ticket, Mo Donegal, Epicenter, Zandon, early voting I was considering, but he's now scratched. So we're actually down to five horses. Taiba and Messier are the five horses I'm considering on a win bet here. So um that gives you an idea of, of a little bit of insight of how I look to find a winner in this race. So with those five horses, what would you be doing? Let's just say you're, you're Joe better, your casual better a here. You've got this whittled down to five horses. How are you going about putting in your bets for the Kentucky Derby on those five horses? It's really a great question. And we've talked a lot about facts and figures to this point, Matt, well, now we start getting into beliefs and what you as a handicapper personally believe and value in this race. For me, the next step I took is did they race as a two year old horse? All of the horses in the Kentucky Derby are three years old and the races that happened since January 1st are considered their three year old uh, career. So if a horse did not race as a two year old, that's a red flag for me because Justify in 2018, who happened to win the Triple Crown, one of the greatest horses we've ever seen, it was a super horse, was the first horse since Apollo in 1882 to win the Derby after not racing as a two-year-old. Taiba, admittedly, I have never seen a horse put up back-to-back 100-plus buyer speed figures in their first two career races. And it just so happens that Taiba was trained by Bob Baffert, the same trainer who had Justify and broke this curse in 2018. So is it possible it could happen again and Taiba is the next super horse? It's in the range of outcomes, admittedly. But I'm going to go with the overwhelming majority of history of how difficult it is for a horse that is lightly raced to win the Kentucky Derby. 
Justify only had three races before he won the Derby. Taiba would break that record, only has two career races if, if he goes on to win the Derby. So I'm going to eliminate Taiba as a win bet consideration. Um, also admitting that it is possible Taiba is, in fact, a super horse. So we'll see. Um, but a lightly raced horse like that, it's difficult for that horse to overcome a lot of traffic. We don't know how they're going to handle a giant crowd of 100,000 plus people. If it's hot that day, did they run in hot conditions? If it was cold that day, did they run in cold conditions when they only have two career races? So um, Taiba's a big storyline in this race that people are going to have to take a stand either for or against. And the last thing I'll mention, Matt, is to beware of closers. And what I mean by that is that horses have different running styles uh, across this field of 20 horses. You have front runners that like to be at the front of the pack. They have early speed out of the gate so that they'll be near the top of the of the pack on the back stretch. You have stalkers, which will be just behind those leading horses. And then you have middle pack. And then you have closers and deep closers. And as you can probably guess at this point, those are the horses that start slow and save a lot of energy for the end of the race. Not necessarily anything wrong with a horse like that in a normal race, but in the Kentucky Derby, where we now have 20 horses and you are asking them to navigate traffic for a mile and a quarter after a slow start with dirt getting kicked in their face and bumping and grinding back and forth between horses. It's a difficult task to start from the back and get all the way up to the front and win the Kentucky Derby, unless there are just suicidal fast fractions in the first half of the race, if it just goes too fast. So with that in mind, among that short list of candidates I have, I eliminated Mo Donegal and actually the morning line favorite Zandon because I'm concerned that they are not going to start fast enough and have to navigate a lot of traffic. So um, that leaves me with two horses, leaves me with Epicenter and Messier. And if I'm betting $100 on the Derby, I'm probably going to put $20 on both of those horses, unless one of them dips to like two to one or something. And then the odds will just be too short for me to consider. But um, using using kind of this process of elimination to find win bets, I landed on Epicenter and Messier. And I was very pleased to see that Zandon is the early morning line favorite. And I hope that holds so we get value on these other two horses. So one of the stories as we head in is certainly going to be the weather. And as we sit right now, now we are recording this on Tuesday morning. So there's a lot of time left between now and Saturday. That being said, as we sit right now, there are chance of rain on Friday in Louisville is 90%. Friday night is 70%. Saturday during the day, which we know this is, this is raced during the day. Uh, a chance of showers with thunderstorms possible after 2 p.m. A high near 70 chance of participate precipitation is 50 percent. So knowing that there will definitely be rain on Friday out there and a decent chance on, uh, of it raining on Saturday, it's not going to be hot, 70 degrees or whatever. So with this with this type of weather forecast that we have, does that change your thinking at all towards any of these horses or is it just all systems go with with what you've got right now? So 
with the Kentucky Derby being at Churchill Downs, uh, we are talking about a state of the art track with one of the elite draining systems that there is in horse racing. Um, so if there's rain in the morning, the track can handle it. And there's a there's a chance that it's still running pretty fast by post time closer to 7 p.m. on Saturday evening. Um so I, I wouldn't change too much in my handicapping just based on the weather, because with this crop of horses as well, we didn't see a lot of rain during prep season where we could say this horse or that horse was pretty strong in the slop. To use the old Seinfeld term, his mutter was a mutter. Right. Uh, but yeah, the uh, so I'm not going to try and overreact to the weather conditions if that winds up being the case and still try and trust these other metrics, these other historical precedents that have held so strong over the years in the Kentucky Derby instead of trying to guess which horse is going to handle the mud better than the others. Um, and the other thing I'll mention is that there has been some talk in Derby circles so far on race week here talking about whether or not we will have a really fast pace up front. You have Epicenter who likes to go and you have two horses to his outside in the post that also like to go fast. So what they call a speed duel, if that happens early, there's there's a debate whether or not the horses at the front of the pack will break down and not have anything left in the tank for the home stretch. In my experience covering the Kentucky Derby, since they moved to a point system to get horses into the field, in other words, they had to earn their way into this field. We are talking about the class of the class. There are no longer cases where, um, you know, inferior horses that have only run well at six or seven furlongs sneaking their way into this field, just running fast on the front end, sucking in some other contenders and tiring them out. Um, if if a, a moderately paced first half mile is 48 seconds in the points era, it is very rare for us to see a 45 or a 46 second first half mile. Um, so I am anticipating a moderate pace. We have classy horses and we also have the cream of the crop when it comes to jockeys that know how to control a horse and handle a pace in the Kentucky Derby. So um, I don't think that the horses that'll be out front, like a Taiba or a Messier or an Epicenter, um, are necessarily going to be compromised by early speed in this race, uh, which is why I'm still going to eliminate those horses that I think are closers. So the one other trend that I didn't mention here is important. It, it, it goes back to what we talked about, of whether they're a horse out front, whether they like to be middle of the pack, or whether they like to be um, whether they like to be back of the pack. So the let me find it here. Uh, since <clears throat> I think it's something like eighteen of the past twenty. Here it is, right here. In the last eight years, so eight consecutive years, we have had a Kentucky Derby horse emerge as the winner, who was a horse that liked to be on or near the lead. So either a front runner or a stalker. Eight straight years that's happened where we haven't had a closer come from behind to win this race. So again, goes back to the, you know, why I eliminated Mo Donegal and the favorite 
the, the morning line favorite, Zandon, from my win tickets. So um, anytime I can eliminate the favorite in the Kentucky Derby, Matt, means instant value if we can find that other horse that, that we think can win because there's just so many horses that you're going to get a good number if you're not betting on the favorite. Okay, let's get to it here. Uh, you have $100. Let's assume that the majority of the people watching this or listening to this aren't going to put more than $100 in play here on the Kentucky Derby. So you've got $100. How are you chopping it up in the Kentucky Derby here in 2022? All right, so we mentioned $20 win bets on Epicenter and Messier. We're going to stick with that as long as um, their odds don't dip to 2-1. to one. And I don't think either of them will. I, I do think Zandon's going to hold up as the favorite here. Um, so $20 between the two. If for whatever reason one of them dips, dips to 2-1, to one, I'm just going to take the 40 and put it all on the other horse. Uh, so that leaves us with $60. Now let's move to an exacta bet. Let's say $2 exacta. In the first place position, we're going to put Epicenter and Messier. In the second place position, I'm going to put Epicenter, Messier, Zandon, Modonigal, Taiba, and Zozos. That ticket will cost you $20. So we have $40 left, a $1 trifecta ticket now, and we're going to have four horses in that first place position, Epicenter, Messier, Zandon, and Modonigal. Now, some of you listening might be like, why, why is he putting Modonigal on his top line in his trifecta when um, you know, he's got the one hole in the post, he's on the rail? Well, there were years and years where being in the one post was a death sentence in the Kentucky Derby. Because if you run out of the one post at Churchill Downs in the Kentucky Derby in a straight line, you will literally run straight into the rail. Well, they have a new gate now in recent years. Now they've moved it out a little bit. So being in the one hole and running straight in a line doesn't have you run into the rail anymore. And we've seen a couple of one horses still hit the board. So I don't think it's a death sentence in the way it used to be historically. Uh, So. Again, to recap, $1 trifecta in the first place position, Epicenter, Messier, Zandon, and Modonigal. In the second place position, Epicenter, Messier, Zandon, Modonigal, Taiba, and Zozos. Third place position, Epicenter, Messier, Zandon, Modonigal, Taiba, and Zozos. That ticket will cost you $24. And finally, we're going to take some lottery ticket stabs here, Matt. There we it's the go. Kentucky Derby. We're going to try and we're going to try and hit something for five or six figures here. I don't have any crazy long shots here, so it's probably a five-figure one if it hits. So we'll, we'll give it a shot. Um, hope, hopefully, try to win ten grand here. One dollar super fact, super ticket. Overall, this ticket will only cost you twelve dollars. In the first place position, in the second place position, Epicenter and Messier. In the third and fourth place positions, Mo Donegal, Zandon, and Taiba. And that leaves us with $4, one more Superfecta ticket. This is the maybe Taiba is a super horse ticket and is going to be the first horse to ever win the Kentucky Derby coming in having only run two races and is the new Justify. Maybe that's in the range of outcomes. So that's what this $1 Superfecta is. So first place position, Taiba and Messier, second place position, the same two, Taiba and Messier. And then the third and fourth place positions, Epicenter and Zandon. That ticket will cost you $4. 
all together. That's $100. And uh, we have a nice time on the Derby because I'm going to be honest with you, Matt, over the long term, I have not met many people who are profitable in horse racing like they are in sports (laughs) betting. It is a different animal. It is difficult. These tracks take out a huge rake, but it's the Derby. It's the run for the roses. It's the most exciting two minutes in sports. And we're going to take a stab at it. Guys, obviously, you can replay that section here on the video, or if you're listening on podcast, you can replay it there. Also, you can head to thelines.com, go up in the upper right-hand corner, click on the Discord button, join the Discord channel, and Stephen will post the uh, the card over in the Discord as well. So just uh, if, you, if, if that was a little too much for you, be sure and head over to the Discord channel where you'll be able to easily be able to digest all of this. Stephen, before I let you go, what yes. horse... What horse wins this race and you have the most self-loathing? So what horse are you like going to not have either enough action on or any action at all? Yet that horse is like borderline on your uh, in, out, whatever it might be. So what what horse is going to give you the most self-loathing? Probably Taiba. Um, last year it was a similar situation with a horse called Rock Your World that um, didn't race as a two-year-old. Looked fantastic, had the highest buyer speed figure in his final prep race and uh, got stepped on out of the gate and finished like in 15th place or something. But over the years, I tend to be like a sucker for these horses who put up monster buyer speed figures in their final derby prep race, but didn't race as a two year old, don't have that strong foundation. And only one of them has turned out to be a super horse and justify. Um, I, I, my first derby I ever covered, I bet on Bodie Meister was literally up eight lengths with a furlong to go and puttered out and lost to I'll have another. So, um, I acknowledge that Taiba could very well be a super horse. He was formerly trained by Bob Baffert. Baffert has two horses in this race, um, that he used to train that he was forced to give over to Tim Yachtin because Baffert is suspended by Churchill Downs after the Medina spirit, uh, positive test issues last year. So Messier and Taiba are now under his former assistant trainer, Tim Yachtin. But this, these are still Bob Baffert horses. And there's a chance that we, we might actually get some good numbers here because the voting public doesn't recognize that they're Bob ha- Baffert horses. The, the, the record holder for the most Kentucky Derby wins ever and won two triple crowns with American Pharaoh and Justify after like a 30 plus year drought of no triple crown winners. So, um, that's a very long-winded way of saying that Taiba could be a super horse, but I'm going to bet on 100 years of history against him. Guys, the full preview over at the lines, all those buyer numbers that Stephen talked about over on the lines, also the fractional, um, uh, the, fra- the final fractions theory is also over on the lines.com. So articles for all of those things. So be sure and go in and take a look at those as well. You can follow Stephen on the Twitter machine at Stephen Anders one. You can follow me at Matt Brown M two subscribe, rate, review, do all the stuff, hit the buttons that you know how to hit. If you're watching over on YouTube as well, and good luck on all your bets here, Kentucky Derby 2022. 
Bet basketball, baseball, or hockey with a risk-free bet up to $600 at BetMGM. Sign up and use bonus code THELINES and you're on your way with the king of sportsbooks. Get the BetMGM app today and use promo code THELINES to make a risk-free bet up to $600. This is a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. 